0: The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the power and the presence of His Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Well, certainly this is a day, it's an important day that God has given us, as He does each day, to worship Him and to reflect upon His love, His mercy, and His grace toward us. I want to begin today by saying, man, I am impressed. I am so happy that I am here. I loved Good Shepherd School, but this is a better place. Building looks fantastic. I told Pastor Chris, wow, we're so thankful that God has given us the resources to maintain this facility and to uh, upgrade it as needed. I'm going to ask you a question this morning. How many of you uh, remember the year 1977? Think of it just for a moment. Where were you in the year 1977? Where were some of you at? College? Service. Service? Okay, it's kind of fun sometimes to reflect back, isn't it? Where was I at in 1977? Well, in 1977, there was a popular song. It was a, a rock song, a popular song on radio, and uh, went to number one for several weeks. Uh, it was tied into a movie. The movie was entitled Saturday Night Fever. Hey, hey, <laughs> whoa, I'm excited. Saturday Night Fever. Do you know the name of the song? Staying Alive. Staying Alive. Oh my goodness, we're getting quite a reaction here this morning. Staying Alive, right. By the who? Bee Gees, right. Still still a popular song. Let me share with you uh, a verse of that song. Whether you're a brother or whether you're a mother, you're staying alive, staying alive. Feel the city breaking and everybody shaken. We're staying alive, staying alive. Ha, 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 staying alive, staying alive. Now you thought I was going to sing that, didn't you? <laughs> this song just came to me as I was preparing for this message on This morning here as we worship, you think, my, what does that have to do with worship of God? Well, this song has a lot of meaning, really, back in the 70s, and if you remember, those were kind of times of uh, chaos as well in our country. When when hasn't there been a time of chaos? But this song also was utilized to uh, help train health professionals. Did you know that? The beat of this song, staying alive, staying alive, staying alive. Yeah, yeah. What is that? It's our heartbeat. Our heart beats at about uh, around 120 beats per minute. And this song is about 110 or so beats per minute. But people that were learning CPR listened to this song as they were doing compressions. Staying alive, staying alive. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, staying alive. So that has kind of an interesting parallel to the song itself because it talks about staying alive. And if you're being resuscitated, well, that's a lot like staying alive. (laughs) And also, the words of the song altogether kind of focus on how do you stay alive in this mixed-up, convoluted world? Well, in terms of the song... It was romance and music. I don't think a lot has changed over the years. Probably the same would apply today, humanly speaking, in terms of our world. But God is reminding us of something today. I'm not going to stay in the pulpit uh, to get out here. God is reminding us of something today. In this word from Ephesians, the epistle reading, what a powerful word of God. The epistle reading that Paul talks about the grace and the mercy of God. And we are alive today because of Jesus. Not just physically being present here, but we're on track for eternity. In fact, we're already on track. And that's really staying alive. Yeah, 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 staying alive. We are alive in Christ. You're breathing today. You're functioning today. You're anticipating a week ahead that maybe has some chaotic uh, consequences maybe. Maybe there's things you're not looking forward to this week and maybe you'd wish they were over. Maybe you wish they w- you were beyond it. But in the midst of everything, We are staying alive in Christ. Once we were lost, you know that beautiful song, Amazing Grace? Once we were lost, but now we've been found. You've been found. We've all been found. God knows us all. He wants all all whom he has created All human beings whom he has created, he desires to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth, which is staying alive in Christ. Each and every day. I thought about this last night as I was drifting off to sleep. Pastor Chris probably has those same experiences as he's preparing for his sermon. You just think of all these thoughts as they come into your mind and heart. I remember a number of years ago when I worked for the... uh, our church body in St. Louis, and used to fly quite a bit uh, to different parts of the country and uh, out of the St. Louis airport, and I remember they used to have, uh, I don't know if they still do, but they had these uh, escalators, but they didn't carry you up, they carried you along, you know, those things you get on and you move, right? It always amazed me, you know, I I would get on these uh, escalators, I would stand there, have my baggage and so on I'd be moving along and then I'd see people not too far from me walking and they were trying to move along too but I know this was, this was a long escal- escalator and I noticed that they would stop on occasion sometimes sat down they were weary from their walk I was being carried along I had more baggage than they did I wasn't weary I was being taken to my destination. You know, that's how God surrounds us with his love and his mercy in life. You're all on an escalator. Yeah, 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 right? You're alive. You're alive in Christ. You're being carried along despite the weary load that you bring along with you. When Jesus says, come to me, all you who are burdened and heavily laden, King James, I will give you rest. Rest. That's what we seek in our life. Rest and peace. And God intervened through his son, Jesus, way back from that reading in the Old Testament today, from Genesis, you know. How God created Adam and Eve and he created a perfect world and a perfect existence and man fell away. And the consequences of Adam's and Eve's rebellion was the death of their son Abel and all that that rolled out from that. We live in a very distorted and fallen world and yet we're on the escalator of life. God is moving us along to our destination. Even though we're weary and even though the baggage gets heavy and even though we have so many questions, God is leading us along. And the joy in knowing that our destination will be fulfilling and the greatest of blessings, heaven is our home, we look back and reflect upon where we were and who we are, and what we could have ended up being without being alive in Christ. Paul, in his letter to the Ephesians, this wonderful letter to the church at Ephesus, he emphasizes basically two very significant points. We were dead in our sin. And now we have been made alive. Now you say, why is that important anyway? It's not important to remember that. Because it's important, it's important to recognize how God rescued us. And he saved us through the cross of his son, Jesus. That's, that's so important because we're not alone. We never walk in this world alone. We're, we're never without God's presence. Because everything about you and God is personal. (laughs) Man, He knows your thoughts. He knows your needs. He knows your future. He knows where you will walk and maybe shouldn't walk. But He's there to draw you back on that escalator of life, His Son, Jesus Christ. The ways of this world, Paul talks about it in the Ephesians. We know the ways of this world. We don't have to really spend a great deal of time on that. Anything that is contrary, because this is a fallen world, right, because of sin, anything that's contrary to God's way and will. Rebellion, Hatred. Well, think of the things that flow out of the heart by nature. (laughs) Anger, right? All the evil stuff that dredges up inside of us, it it somehow and at many times gets away from us. We live in in a mire of sin. We're under the influence of Satan. Satan can get a hold of us. My goodness, Paul talks about it in in other letters. You know, we're waging a war here. we got a battle going on. Do you feel like you have a battle going on sometimes in your life? In fact, it's always there, going on. Satan is saying, come my way. And God says, no, you're mine. This battle is constant. Paul talked about it, didn't he? The good that I want to do, I don't really, I don't seem to, get it done, but the things that I don't want to do, the evil things in life, the temptations, that's what I seem to end up always focused on. And then the confession, oh, wretched man that I am. And then the faith, thanks be to God for Jesus. say that every day. Thanks be to God for Jesus. We don't have to focus a whole lot on the cravings of the flesh. We know what they are. They get a hold of us. And the result of such life apart from Jesus is death. The wages of sin is death, right? Not just physical, but eternal separation from God. Man, those are significant consequences. And we dare not just brush them aside. The importance of life in Christ is really everything. And in the church of Jesus Christ, God's call and commission and mission for all of us is to go and be his vessels and his instruments of mercy and grace. By what we say, by what we do, by how we live. That others may see in us Christ Jesus. Wow. Do you know that you're a reflection of Jesus? You ever had to polish the mirror a little bit? I don't think I'm always a reflection. In the mirror, I so often see myself rather than Christ. And God has called us to be a reflection of his. Oh the comparisons the apostle Paul makes in scripture in the New Testament. Once you were no people, now you're my people. Once you were in darkness, now you're in light. What a change, what a contrast of who we are to be. And you know that's the wake-up call we have this morning. You got out of bed and got ready to come to church and oh boy. Kind of warm out there already, isn't it? We're going to have a real cool week ahead going to be really hot. Oh Lord, help me through. Help me through the day and help me through the week, help me through the years and months. Whatever it is, Lord, that you have for me, I'm 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 alive and I know I'm alive. Not because of romance and music, but because of you. That's why I'm alive. And what does it mean? Once we were dead in our trespasses and sins, once we were separated from God, eternally lost, and God in his mercy, you know John 3, 16, beautiful verse, right? God so loved the world. Why does God care? Because he loves. As a parent, you say to your child, well, I love you. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm here for you. That's why I want you to be well. That's why I want things to go for you in a good way. I love you. And God says the same thing. And he knows the only good way that it's going to get done is because of his son. I mean, God had to take matters into his own hands. I just can't let my people then for themselves because they're lost and condemned they'll they'll never be a part of my family I've got to take action and he did and he did and by the way he continues to take action our salvation through faith in Christ came when God laid his hand upon us in baptism encouraging us gifting us and blessing us the power of his spirit but it's ongoing He continues today to take take action. We rest. God never rests. We lose attention. God never loses attention. We read in verse 4 of uh, Ephesians 2, because of his great love for us, God is merciful. He made us alive in Christ. By God's grace, we've been saved through faith. Grace again his love, his mercy, his forgiveness. And it's not by what we've done or will do, but it's by what he's done and continues to do. Right? I can't, I can't, I can't on my own make, make it. I, I can't, I don't measure up. I don't. But God gets a hold of me and measures me up and puts his cross, the cross of his son, on me and covers me. Covers me with his blood, namely his forgiveness. We're changed people. Being alive in Christ. In verse 6, we are told, God has raised us up in Christ. In other words, If we've been raised with Christ, well, what? We've defeated sin, death, and the power of the devil. Hey, I occasionally meet people, and you do too. I'm afraid to die. Death is but a moment, a millisecond in terms of eternity. God's taken care of death, He's conquered it. Jesus rose from the dead. How about this? Christ is risen. You're getting warmed up for Easter Sunday. (laughs) Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Wow. That's everything for us. Nothing can hold us. Nothing can strip us of God's love. And heaven is our home. Jesus has overcome. He has won the battle. And we are now new people. Yes, we carry this sinful nature with us. It's like a weight that wants to pull us down and drag us along, but who's the stronger? Jesus said, In this world you'll have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Wow. What a savior for us, right? What a blessing we have. In fact, the blessing being we have really been remade in the image of Christ. In other words, we've put on Christ. We're new creatures. In fact, Paul says here, we are God's handiwork. Boy, I gotta get a close look at you guys today. You're God's handiwork. Look at all those smiles. Now I know not every day's a smile. There are tears. But still, we are God's handiwork. That handiwork, when you think of handiwork, it's something you make, right? You you know, needle and thread or whatever, cross-stitch, whatever you're doing, needlework, handiwork, God's handiwork. And by the way, God's continuing to work on you. He's got plans for you. Even though you might be 101 years old, he's got plans for you. We have been created in Christ as God's handiwork. Oh, and how about this word from God? To do good works which God has created in advance for us to do. Wow. Not only does he know us, and he knew us before the world was created, but he also has set before us a plan. Think about your life just a half a second here. Think of where you are today and where you were. Let's say in 1977. Staying alive in Christ. In 1977, I was in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Now you want me to tell you how old I was when I was in Fort Wayne, Indiana. I was actually 20, no, Lord, no, no, No. I think I was 30, (laughs) I think I was 33, and I look back at my life, and I think, I had no idea I would be where I am today, you know, I, when I graduated from the seminary, 1970, wow, Chris, you weren't born then, were you, gee whiz, you were not born yet, and I'm thinking, 1970, and 53 years later, I'd still be able to talk about God. I—that's—that's that's incredible. It's—I'm oh, overwhelmed. I mean, I—we just don't know what God has in store for us in the future. You know, we've all been through rough times. I've had hard times. I've experienced death in my family. I mean, we've all had issues with. Our children and and friends and so on. I mean, but yet God has kept us on that escalator. We're alive because of Jesus. And there's something yet for us to do. Something yet for us to do. God's handiwork, your personal mission statement, staying alive. Staying alive, yeah, 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 staying alive. I was thinking of playing that music this morning, but I thought, eh. (laughs) Pastor Chris would have said, where is this guy coming from here? He music, yeah. (laughs) It 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 is one of my favorite songs, but staying alive. You feel alive today, even though maybe you're heavily burdened and there's issues and there's all kinds of stuff going on in your life. You're alive. Christ is in you. The sure hope of your glory. Thank you, Jesus, for keeping me alive and giving me a future. Heaven, amen. And all God's people said, amen. Please stand.